I look for good positive attitude, a can-do attitude, somebody who's gonna have skin in the game and be invested. And it's generally people that have good attitude, they're easier to get along and then you're much, much easier to develop a friendship with them and for the team to develop a friendship and the stakeholders as well. So having a good attitude just sets you miles apart from the get-go and it's the first thing that I look for. The first Data Futurology event for next year is going to be Ops World, data-centric operations for business value. We're going to be hosting the community in person at the Sofitel Wentworth in Sydney on March 14th and 15th. We're going to be discussing operationalizing securely for business value, impact, and scale. What are we operationalizing? Everything across the data analytics and AI space. We're bringing all the ops perspectives together into this one event. So it's going to be data ops, operationalizing data pipelines, analytics ops, operationalizing our analytics, MLOps and AI ops about operationalizing machine learning and artificial intelligence in our businesses. We're going to be discussing processes, frameworks, the observability and the future of this space. Check out the website for more and hope to see you there. I'd like to say a big thank you to our sponsors, Talent Insights. Talent Insights are Australia's leading specialist data recruitment business. With offices in Sydney, Melbourne and Brisbane, they're experts at providing recruitment strategy and building data teams for clients across industries Australia-wide. They provide recruitment solutions for all roles across the data lifecycle, including data engineering, data science, advanced analytics, customer and marketing insights, business intelligence, data product managers and data governance. They're skilled at finding the best permanent and contract hires for your business needs, as well as statement of work, project focus, data resources. At Talent Insights, relationships matter most. I can say from first-hand experience, Talent Insights are fantastic to work with. Whether you're a business leader within an HR network or a specialist data candidate, Talent Insights should be the first company you turn to for all your data recruitment needs. Find them at talentinsights.com.au. Hiring people, building teams is super difficult. Interviews are very subjective. Even having technical tests don't really show the full depth and capability of a person. It's very easy to get it wrong. And I've gotten that wrong many, many times. So the, the fit is very difficult. And I wanted to share three tips on the things that, that I look for now, having done hundreds of you know, interviews uh, for people from my teams. So three things. Uh, the first one that I look for is attitude. So you can't train a good attitude. Um, if somebody has a good disposition, if they're uh, proactive, if they're um, willing to engage, uh, this almost fits into, into the cultural fit uh, of the team. Uh, the attitude says so much about the person. Um, you can't teach that. You can't train it. So I look for good, positive attitude, a can-do attitude, somebody who's going to have skin in the game and be invested. And it's generally people that have good attitude, they're easier to get along. And then you're much, much easier to develop a friendship with them and for the team to develop a friendship and the stakeholders as well. So having a good attitude just sets you miles apart from the get-go. And it's the first thing that I look for. Um, the second one is um, transparency or openness. Um, and... And in that, uh, what I mean is, is somebody that is intellectually honest, uh, somebody that can see both sides of, of an argument, both sides of a decision, both sides of a, of a, um, of a te technical trade-off, uh, and somebody who's willing to explore those. Um, 
back in in uh, when I was when I was sort of younger, more junior uh, in my in my uh, hiring career, I would uh, test people in the interview, and this is kind of terrible. Um, I would I would tell them that something if they were walking us through code, which we always had um, a technical a technical interview, we had a technical test. And then the technical interview where we were going through code uh, that they wrote, we were going through that code together. And um, when I was junior, I would sometimes tell people, hey, that's wrong. This bit that you did there, that's wrong. And that was to see how they reacted. And the idea was to say, if somebody goes, oh, is it? Oh, yeah, let's let's discuss. Um, then those are the type of people that, that, uh, that we were hiring at, at the time. Um, now, that's not a very effective way to do it. And it was definitely like um, me not having kind of like the, the skill sets to do it better. Um, but what I was looking for is that intellectual honesty, openness, transparency, and, 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 and willingness to learn uh, all encapsulated in kind of like those, those discussions. Um, so I think, I think that that's something very important because you want, you want people to, um, to be able to know what they're good at, know their shortcomings, what they're building up to, and um, and not not um, it's it's following the the Dunning Kruger effect that if people know very little, they think that they're almost experts. Um, if people know a lot, they feel like they don't know nothing, and then um, over time they might get to uh, feeling like learning more and more, and then learning and feeling like they're becoming more more of an expert. So it does take time, and you want people to realize that and be honest about it. So that's the second thing that I look for. The third one uh, is uh, to be impressed in one with one technical thing, with one technical area. Um, and it doesn't, and, and I don't look for a very broad thing. I don't look for somebody to impress me with the data engineering skills or with data science skills. It might be like the way that they used one algorithm um, in, in a particular way. Or we had somebody um, in one interview that uh, she was, was showing us the, this algorithm that she, that she built. Um, she was using this algorithm for insights instead of for prediction. Um, and she, she said, I deliberately made this algorithm overfit the data because then it would capture the signals in the in the data and, and that would give us uh, a better insight. And I was like, shit, like, that's great. Like she knew exactly what she was doing, um, basically hired her on the spot. Um, it didn't mean that, you know, like I wasn't looking for all of the knowledge of data science or the best coder in the world or uh, best visualization expert. No, it's like, you like one one technical thing um, that people do really well. It shows the passion. It shows the commitment. It shows they care, and it goes a, a long a long way. So with these three things, I find it really easy to to create. If we can tick these three three things off, I find it really easy to create friendly, cohesive teams uh, that can support each other and um, and be more than the sum of their parts and work really well together. So I think that's something uh, to definitely aim for. Um, these are my three tips on what to look for when hiring. Let me know what you do. Let me know what you think about these. Uh, tag somebody that would get value from this. See you in the next video. How are you retaining your staff? At the moment, there is a worldwide shortage of data scientists, data engineers, analytics engineers, data warehouse specialists, uh, technology, software engineers, 
uh, etc. So people in our in our field and in adjacent fields uh, are in very high demand, very short supply, and organizations are focusing more and more in retention. So retention, keeping your keeping your talent, keeping your teams, keeping them happy and productive, and having longer stints in in people's careers. For a long time in our industry, we saw uh, the time that people spent in organizations, we saw it shrinking over time. Now we're uh, all making a big, big effort to increase that time um, dur during and and as we're during COVID and as we're coming out of COVID, there's also been this great resignation where people held on to their jobs during the pandemic. And now as we're starting to feel like we're coming out of the other end, still obviously it's it's progressing, um, but people are starting to feel more secure and starting to look for other opportunities and, and moving from jobs. Um, so this is what's been called the great resignation, which is being felt everywhere. Um, from my perspective, I wanted to give you uh, three areas that are important to keep to maintain and work to work actively work on in a development plan for your um, team members. And the three are on the job learning, then exposure to new areas, new projects, and then thirdly, formal training. So the the formal training side is is usually where people start and where people focus most of their energy in um, and i mean as, as a leader when you're trying to create something for your team for to to make sure that they continue to develop and learn um and and that's that's very important and definitely key key component that's why it's one of the three make sure that it's measurable uh and and that uh, people are uh either self-selecting what they're going to be learning on, uh, or that it's that it's um, driven by a uh, either a promotion or or a move in the organization that they want to do. And sometimes you have people who are data analysts that want to become data engineers or data scientists. And having the that pathway for them through formal training is super important. Uh, the other one was around project exposure, so uh, exposure to new work. Uh, new areas that can be new types of technical work. Um, so uh, a move of getting an analyst who's done some data science training online, and then they want to start doing a data science project. That's that's uh, exposure to new work when they're um, in their organization and within their teams that helps with the transition that they would be interested in. Um, and sometimes the new project exposure is exposure to more soft skills or business skills, people wanting to become a, a product owner or, or a scrum master or wanting to be a um, sometimes called the data translator or a strategic partner that um, so somebody that interfaces with the business and helps them contextualize uh, the results of the analytics to their business line and understand the impact and how to how to drive change to create that impact. Sometimes people want to move into that. So giving them the opportunity that the exposure to new projects or new areas. And then the, the first one that I mentioned um, was the on the job learning. So that's when you're doing the work that you want to be doing and you want to get better and better at it. So that can be through new challenges, things that, that stretch you, uh, taking the lead on, on projects developing. If you've been a data scientist, you can uh, in other projects, you can take the lead on being a data scientist um, in the next project, or maybe you were working in a team and now you want to take the challenge on by yourself. 
That's the on-the-job learning, so continually getting better at what you do, a path to mastery, something that motivates a lot of people, uh, so critical to keep in the top three. Um, this will help um, increase retention and, and um, keep you know, happy and productive employees that are also getting better and better over time. So there's benefits all around for them, for the organization, for you as a leader. Um, the benefits are definitely shared. Um, I put all of these three into the, the professional development components of uh, people's targets and their, and their overall KPIs. Uh, we use OKRs. I uh, might do a separate video on that one. Um, but hopefully this will help you increase retention. Uh, but no, it, nothing here is a silver bullet in the, in the talent and retention space because uh, there's so many different variables. But having this structure, I think, will help. Let me know how you find it. Thanks. That brings this episode to conclusion. Thank you so much for listening. Please find us on datafuturology.com or on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, or Instagram as Data Futurology. Also go to datafuturology.com forward slash podcast to find the show notes for this and any other episodes. If you like this episode, it would mean a lot to us if you could leave us a review wherever you listen to our podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode and that it was helpful and valuable for you. Thanks again and see you next time.